Looking for accelerated career growth? Apply for open consulting roles at Palmtree today. Palmtree is a consulting firm with a private equity mindset. The firm focuses exclusively on M&A and the private equity investment lifecycle, helping clients maximize value while increasing bandwidth to source deals and raise capital. At Palmtree, you'll work with seasoned veterans from investment banking, consulting, big four accounting, and private equity. In addition, you'll learn the ins and outs of private equity and M&A advisory by working closely with the firm's senior leadership. Palmtree provides a unique opportunity to break into the M&A industry and experience accelerated career growth. The firm's elite leadership team is led by professionals who have worked in private equity, investment banking, big four accounting, strategy consulting at MBB, and corporate finance. The sky is truly the limit at Palmtree. Ready to love your work again? Learn more about Palmtree, see open roles, and apply today on the careers page at palmtreellc.com or click the link in the show notes. Welcome to another episode of Strategy Simplified. In this episode, we get to hear from Maher, who broke into ZS Associates as an MBA candidate. He joins us to share the details of the journey, including the triumphs and the failures in his case prep process. Here we go. Maher, welcome to Strategy Simplified. Super excited to have you on the podcast today. Hi, uh, David. Um, Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We're excited to dig into your background, to your story, and how you broke into ZS Associates. So first off, we'd love to get to know you, who you are, your journey. Can you just give us kind of a, th- a 60 second overview of your, of your background? Yeah, so uh, I'm originally from Lebanon. I come from an entrepreneurial family. So my dad uh, started his own business at a pretty young age. He uh, owned a manufacturing business. And so when I was looking to pursue my uh, bachelor's education, I was looking into uh, something that is connected with the world of business. So I decided to major in economics. And after that, I sort of wanted to follow in his footsteps. And so I co-founded a uh, fast-moving consumer goods business with my twin brother. Uh, So the idea behind their business was to introduce the Lebanese market uh, to uh, consumer products that are designed for the U.S. and European uh, markets. So essentially, we were distribution business uh, that would, you know, buy imported products and distribute them into the market. Um, And during my time at, uh, you know, in that company, I discovered that I wanted to sort of formalize my knowledge of business. And so that's why I decided to uh, pursue my MBA and uh, decided to pivot into consulting. And uh, my MBA was, uh, you know, um, crucial and me breaking into consulting. Great. So you have this entrepreneurial background, you're raised in an entrepreneurial family, then you decide you want something different. So you go, go get your MBA. At what point in there did you decide that consulting is kind of what you figured that you might want to do for a career? I actually had a plan to break into consulting before uh, pursuing my MBA. And um, I guess a big part of the reason why I decided to do consulting is because, or wanted to pivot into consulting, 
um, is because of my entrepreneurial background. Uh, so I started uh, the distribution business fresh from undergrad. Uh, so what that means is um, there's a lot of mistakes that I did along the way. And I was cognizant of the fact uh, that um, I just lacked a lot of business knowledge. Um, and I, I remember thinking to myself, like, I wish we had access to consultants who are, you know, very manual people. They uh, can sort of makes sense of a situation that's ambiguous. And I, I sort of wanted to kind of, you know, um, try that like consulting lifestyle and see if it's true what they say about consultants. <laughs> um, and uh, so, um, yeah, that's kind of what put consulting in, you know, under my radar and uh, figured out pretty early on that, uh, you know, in order to break into consulting, um, it's not a necessity, but it does make your, you know, life a little easier to break into consulting. Uh, an MBA was necessary. <laughs> Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier that your MBA was kind of essential in you landing in consulting. What? How did that help you as, as far as a skill set or mindset or connections, just kind of what was the value there in the MBA? Um, so for my, me personally, I think uh, the, the MBA was definitely uh, crucial in me uh, breaking into consulting. And I think uh, it's primarily for a couple reasons. Um, one, you know, it sort of formalizes that business knowledge that you learn in school, or even the business knowledge that you knew prior to, to starting business school, when you pursue your MBA, it sort of you know, mm -hmm. formalizes that knowledge. And so that makes you, I think, more marketable for mm -hmm. consulting firms. Um, so that's first. Uh, second, um, I think that you also get introduced to new, uh, you know, to soft skills and hard skills as well. Uh, but starting with the hard skills, so something that I learned in business school that I didn't realize I really enjoyed was uh, uh, statistics and business analytics. Uh, so I just loved, you know, uh, all of my business analytics classes primarily because I felt that they help you kind of make better decisions, scientific decisions. Uh, if I can say that about the you know business world, like say for example, you're trying to launch a new product to the market. So like some of the cases we did would focus on this uh, company that's trying to launch like a, a product to the market. So you can you know analyze uh, some of the data that they give you in business school and uh, you know whether you like run regressions or whatever and sort of find an answer scientifically as to like what market you need to target. Uh, what price you need to put set that uh, put that product on, and in terms of soft skills, um, I think business school teaches you to network and just to, you know uh, know how to talk about yourself professionally uh, significantly better compared to before kind of joining uh, a MBA program. Uh, so that helped me when I was recruiting for consulting. Uh, you know, whether it's sending cold emails to, to some folks in whatever firm it is uh, that you're trying to learn more about. And there's, uh, you know, like s specific things that you need to learn how to do well. So, for example, how should you, 
you know, uh, write your email. How do you introduce yourself? How long should your email be? Um, should there be like a call to action at the end of the email? So all of that stuff you learn in business school. And it's like, it's very good in terms of like teaching you how to do those things uh, better as opposed to, you know, you not being, you know, having a, a business school background. Absolutely. Uh, well, thanks for sharing that. You know, we get a lot of questions from people who are weighing an MBA. Should I get it? Should I not? What's the value in it? And so I think a lot of folks are going to find your answer helpful in that situation. And so you, you received an offer from ZS Associates, which is a fantastic firm. You know, can you quickly, quickly share which office uh, did you sign on to? And then we'll go, we'll go high level on this. So you said you're from Lebanon. You've got, you know, a varied background. So for anybody, let's just say they're they're not based in the U.S., they're wanting to break into consulting in the U.S. Do you have one or two insights or pieces of advice uh, for that for them for you know setting themselves apart in, in the consulting recruiting process? We'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsor. The world's most influential companies look to LEK Consulting to enable growth, prepare for the future, and increase their impact. If you're ready to be a part of a top strategy consultancy, the firm is actively looking to add to its team of 1,800 consultants across 20 global offices. At LEK, you'll work on a wide variety of business problems to help clients solve their most pressing issues, from revenue growth to M&A to performance improvement and more. In addition, you'll gain exposure to a range of industries and problem types, resulting in world-class career progression opportunities. Ready to start making an impact from day one? Learn more about current opportunities and apply today at lek.com or click the link in this episode's show notes. Uh, in terms of the office, I chose to apply to the Boston office. Uh, and that's for personal reasons. Um, my uh, brother lives in Boston. Uh, my family wanted to move to the U.S. Uh, I just wanted, you know, us to kind of build roots in, in one city where we're close together. And so it just made sense that Boston would be, uh, you know, the city of my choice. And I would tell people that, you know, when you're thinking about an office and consulting, when you're applying to whatever consulting firm, uh, I think you should consider two things. So one, I uh, think of uh, the office from a personal perspective. So is that a city I want to live in? And I feel like this is sort of cliche, but it's really true. You need to live in a city where you're happy. And so that's the first thing you should consider. I think the second thing, which is less important, in my opinion, would be the practice areas that uh that consulting firm does in that city. Um, the reason why I say it's less important is because um, you can be based in, so for example, for ZS, the Chicago office does a lot of non-healthcare stuff. Um, although I'm based in Boston, I can still work with the team in Chicago um, because of uh, they have a national uh, kind of staffing model. Uh, so kind of be aware of the staffing model of the firm you're applying to and uh, when you're kind of trying to make a decision in terms of the office. Uh, that was the first part of your question. Can you remind me of the second part? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was, I think it was about international people and how they can kind of, you know, stand out uh, in terms of their application when they're Ex applying to consulting. Exactly. Firms. Yep. I think you should think of yourself as anyone who's applying to consulting firms. Um, honestly, I don't think, 
Um, as an international applicant, I didn't feel that I necessarily had an edge over anyone else or a disadvantage over anyone else. Um, I think that um, there's definitely some value that you add. Uh, you know, that's just like my two cents on, on the, the matter. There's definitely value that you add as an international hire. So, for example, speaking about myself, I worked in the Middle East for most of my career. So um, if ever I'll be working on a, pro on a project where the client is based in the Middle East, I'd probably have more to add than someone who didn't necessarily live in the Middle East or for someone who, you know, doesn't have experience about the Middle Eastern market. So as an international hire, you will, I, I guess like what I'm trying to say, as an international hire, you will have perspective that other folks um, in the U.S. maybe uh, won't have in terms of, you know, whatever country you come from. Uh, but in all honesty, I didn't feel that I was at it and it, and at an advantage or disadvantage compared to the other folks applying. Yeah, amazing. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. That was really helpful uh, for sharing the you know tips for how to choose your office and then as well as viewing your background, not as a, as a hindrance, but actually as an advantage. Uh, super helpful. And so now we, you shared high level. Now let's go a little bit more granular on just your process for, for breaking into ZS. We all know about consulting interviews, you know, case interviews. Um, can you share share your, your interview prep process there? What, what was your, your strategy there and how did you execute on it? Um, all right, so I guess um, I'm trying to think how to organize my answer. So you're right, I think the biggest hurdle and consulting interviews is the case interview, um, more than the behavioral interview, because I feel like most of us are already sort of prepared uh, on how to do behavioral interviews, even before applying to business school. Um, something that I also want to mention, so as I talk about my interview with CS, I think it's important to note that, uh, you know, this is just based on my experience and the firm does make some changes every now, again, uh, now and again in terms of the interview process for uh, uh, post-MBA hires or MBA hires. Um, so just something to keep in mind. Um, so talking about my journey into breaking into consulting, first year uh, of business school, you get a chance to intern at a uh, you know, a company, because uh, you recruit twice in business school, uh, first year and then second year. Uh, so first year I tried uh, breaking enthusiasts, it didn't work. And I uh, think the kind of main issue with my first try at Zias was um, just not having enough, uh, not doing enough work in terms of case, uh, case interviews. Um, also, something else that I wanted to mention, when you're in business school, you get access to, and I think that's, uh, you know, the case for most business schools in the U.S., uh, you get access to their consulting club. So the consulting club generally does a good job in uh, terms of preparing you for consulting interviews, uh, in particular case interviews. Uh, but I think something that I 
kind of didn't do very well uh, during my first year as I underestimated the case interview prep. And so despite the fact uh, that I knew that I wanted to break into consulting, I just underestimated uh, the, the time that was going to take me to uh, you know, be able to answer the case interview questions in a very structured and succinct manner. Um, I also underestimated time that it's going to take me to kind of, you know, know the essential frameworks, uh, like, for example, the profitability framework or market entry, etc. frameworks. Uh, so you need to know these frameworks um, have them in the back of your mind when you're interviewing and kind of know them by heart, <laughs> you know, when you're doing a case interview. doesn't mean that you should, like, spit them out, um, you know, verbatim as to, like, what you learned, uh, uh, learned them initially. But just means that you, just like if you learn them by heart, you'll be able to use them in a flexible way to make your answer kind of customizable to, to the case interview. So after the first year, I just realized that, uh, you know, I didn't do a good job prepping for cases. Uh, so I started doing a lot of research on how to prep for cases. And um, I used literally every resource that was available to me. Uh, so I connected with the career office and uh, business school, uh, connected with second years or folks that broke into consulting to uh, you know, do some uh, case interviews with them, practice case interviews, used YouTube a lot, um, watched a lot of recordings of people doing case interviews, um, again, memorized those frameworks. And then finally, I actually hired um, a, uh, a case coach from Management Consulted. Um, I worked with Lisa in particular, most, mostly for case prep um, and we had a plan in terms of, uh, you know, things that we need to work on uh, when I was prepping for a, for a case uh, interview. So, for example, if I remember correctly, the first step was to kind of memorize the frameworks. And so she gave me homework. Um, she said that, you know, just do a lot of uh, cases on your own and then just do the framework question. So that's the first question that you come across. And then we started working our way into quant and then, you know, uh, uh, graph analysis, brain, brainstorm questions and things like that. Uh, and, you know, just like practice, I think, helps a lot. And something else that I found very helpful is recording myself and just listening to my recordings to see if my answer does sound, you know, structured enough for, uh, for a case interview. Amazing. Mara, the, those are super helpful tips. Uh, really love love that the whole thing. And you know, you you tried, you didn't you didn't do it right the first time. So you, <laughs> you went back to the drawing board. I uh, decided to invest and research really you know best practices. And I love that. Thanks for sharing all those resources. I love that how you kind of pulled on everything that you had at your disposal. Uh, ultimately, hiring you know, putting your money where your mouth is, and, and investing in this this process. And I'm glad you worked with Lisa. Lisa's amazing. She's one of our top coaches here. Uh, and, and for any folks listening, if you're in the same boat, you can actually work with Lisa one-on-one -on -one, um, via, via case or, or fit interview coaching. So we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. Um, and I just want to mention, as an MBA uh, applicant, uh, when you're applying to consulting, especially if you're applying uh, as a second year, you probably do have the money to afford uh, someone like management consulted because of your summer internship, because they typically pay well. Um, so 
I think, yes, it is uh, kind of the onus is on you to, to kind of, you know, either take it a step further and have like professional help <laughs> or maybe doing a lot of work on your own, um, you know, to, to get there in terms of case interviews. Because I think if I did take that journey on my own without the help, like without Lisa's help, it would have taken me, it could have taken me significantly more <laughs> to get there. Um, so just, just an FYI, I think, to like um, MBA students who are listening. <laughs> love that, love that. And so as we kind of gear towards wrapping up here, do you have just one final tip or piece of advice, piece of encouragement to share for somebody who, who maybe was, was in your spot, you know, a year ago, they're, they're in the, in the thick of it, in the thick of prep, and like just, just one thing you would share to encourage them. Yeah, I think, uh, first don't give up. Um, a lot of people interview, uh, for consulting, a lot of people don't get in, so it's not easy to interview for consulting. And I think it's, um, helpful to kind of be cognizant of that. Um, and, and knowing that, just know that, you know, depending on where you're at, because some people just get casing right away. Some people, we all have different journeys. And, uh, you know, your journey might be shorter or longer than others. So just remember that it's your journey and just put in the work and you'll eventually get there. Believe in yourself, I think. Second thing, um, I think convince yourself that you love cases, that you love casing, you know, fake it till you make it. Um, so I think if you think of casing, like, and you put in the back of your mind that you're enjoying the process, um, you will actually enjoy the process, you know, when you're practicing or doing case interviews. At least it worked for me. Um, so I used to, you know, try and get my energy up before doing a uh, case, a uh, practice case interview with friends. Uh, something else that helped me a lot was to give cases to the people that needed case uh, case interview prep. So uh, first years uh, that just joined the program and were preparing to, to do uh, consulting um, recruiting. And the reason why I think that helped is because you need to prep the case beforehand before giving it to someone else. And so you'll sort of uh, memorize the framework beforehand and kind of, you know, just like kind of know the ins and outs of the case. So you need to have a deep knowledge of kind of the business problem that you're trying to solve. Uh, so I think that's very helpful as well. And yeah, I think that these were, you know, kind of my advice for people applying to consulting. Yeah, love that. Love love those two tips. Thanks for sharing. So, Mahar, what what you've started at at DS this summer, but you haven't really gotten into a lot of project works. But what are you kind of most looking forward to at the firm? So, I'm looking forward to uh, learning about the world of healthcare. Um, I think if you're at DS, a lot of the work that you'll be doing is focused on on healthcare, pharma, and biotech uh, projects. So um, I'm really looking forward to learning about the different dynamics that these industries have compared to, you know, uh, traditional business. And I think it's interesting because you need to think of those industries as a business as well, kind of how to be profitable, but also keeping in mind, you know, patient impact and like kind of patient satisfaction and things like that. 
Um, so looking forward to learning more about those industries. I'm also looking forward to, uh, you know, trying to drive some internal stuff at the firm. So currently, uh, since, as you mentioned, um, I'm not uh, working on a lot of projects, so I have some free time. I'm trying to be involved internally um, with the Pride at ZS Club, uh, so trying to... Um, you know, get the word out about a nonprofit that I'm really passionate about within the firm, hopefully uh, to uh, maybe create like uh, some sort of uh, corporate partnership with uh, with that nonprofit, NZS. Um, so just kind of, you know, uh, trying to stay busy and be involved internally mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we're super excited for you. Please do keep us posted. Uh, on your career at ZS and beyond. Mahar, thank you so much for joining Strategy Simplified. It was great to hear your journey and learn more about how you broke into ZS. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening and for being a valued member of the Management Consultant and Strategy Simplified community. If you enjoyed today's conversation with Mahar, we'd love to hear from you. Simply shoot an email to podcast at managementconsulted.com to share your thoughts, questions, or ideas for the podcast. We'll catch you on another episode shortly.